Ditch the fairy tale, princess. It's time to step outside the status quo and blaze your own trail. The path littered with setbacks, successes, and newfound passions. Why? Because when you break away from the script, you start to pursue a life by choice. One that is all yours. Live unscripted and rewrite your life. Welcome back to Unscripted. I'm always excited to record a podcast episode, but today I have one of my dear social media friends on here that we've been following for quite some time. Um, Lucy, welcome to the show. I can't wait to have this conversation with you today. I know we've been kind of like all excited, both of us to share, because like you said, we've been following each other for a while and I just admire anybody who is like showing up and doing the damn thing. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm like super honored to be here. Oh, you're so sweet. Okay. Can you give us a little backstory of like who you are and what you got going on right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually am an immigrant. I came here from Thailand uh, when I was 10 years old based on like the family's American dream and didn't speak any English. And we were conditioned to just work, save, and then send home money. And uh, I was the black sheep of the family. I'm like, I want to unlearn everything that has been taught to us. And I wanted to redefine what success is. So uh, I'm a small business owner. I own a lash salon here in Houston, Texas. And um, we've been open for about three going on four years. And just the journey of everything of uh, entrepreneur, getting to know yourself, getting to know who you are as a leader, and also trying to uh, be the best version of yourself outside of work. Um, that's me every day. Mm, that's you just, I'm like, Oh, we could go down a few rabbit holes right there, but first yeah. of all, congr- congratulations on the business. Congratulations on hitting almost four years in business. Because I know if we do the math that that put you opening sometime around the, uh, pandemic, correct. Before, correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that wasn't fun. Cause I lived through that as well. I opened the salon six months before that all happened too. So, um, wow but you prevailed, you, you figured it out and you're here still standing and, and thriving. So let's dive into a little bit about like what it looks like to finally step out into entrepreneurship and open your own place. Because it's one thing I think to do your own book of business, right. But it's a whole nother thing to then maybe expand and start to lead other people. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I don't think there's ever been like a time where, okay, I'm ready to hire it was more of like that second and that moment. It says, how can I, what else can I do to help others grow? And how could I give back? So I've always been that person that's just always like love to give. And how can I like position other people's lives while I'm going up, you know? And so um, that's how it got started, uh, to be honest. There's never been a time where like, okay, you need to have this, 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 a, B, C, it doesn't come with a, you know, an instruction. It, you just do it and hopefully you wing it and you get it right. <laughs> Definitely. Well, I'm sure there's things that maybe you didn't get right in the beginning and you could share oh, some life. Oh, absolutely. Life lessons <laughs> of, of things that, that maybe in hindsight, looking back for a future new salon owner or lash artist, or someone looking to open their own space could benefit from hearing some of the things and challenges that you went through. Yeah, um, I don't think that you need a lot of money. I uh, People think to start a business, you need a lot of money. I feel like we, us in the soil of United States have so much resources that we don't use enough. And I feel like you need to maximize your resources first. That's one thing that I thought going into a business I need. Um, the second mistake is just work on who you are, getting to know you internally as much as like possible because that's going to be the code 
therefore you can see when you bringing in a team member and then you know exactly who to hire because I didn't because I just I just saw this person as like this giving this loving this sweet but then I'm like oh I hear myself and I'm like oh you're actually a little stern you could be a little bit nicer because you're you have anxiety but you know so then you start to kind of do work on yourself that kind of goes into the lean building and then the uh, leadership skills Um, that's the biggest mistake that I made is it's just trying to save everybody at the same time not knowing the patterns of personality characteristics getting to know myself and like having a, a process Yeah, for sure. Oh, you touched on so many good points there. And that I find that to be true for a lot of people who do try to step into salon ownership and take on that leadership role without first learning how to lead themselves. Like they may very well have had a great book of business and been successful on their own. But when it comes to leading other people or roping people in on your dream or bringing them into your vision, like what are some things now that you make sure you do when you're looking to add team members or that have worked for you now that you're in this leadership role? There is uh, two types of steps that they have to go through before they get an interview with me. So uh, there's a phone call interviews where you answer certain questions and then we ask you why you answer those questions. And then you do um, uh, an in-person with an office manager where we put you on the test where you, okay, you said you can do this, do it in front of us. And then after that, if you kind of check, 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 that's when you have, because at the end of the day, your time is very valuable. You can't see every single person that it's just not going to be matching to what you're looking for and vice versa, right? Because I always tell my new hires, as much as we're hiring you, you're looking into us as well. You're interviewing us as well to make sure that we're the right match. This is a 50-50 relationship. Definitely. That's so true. And I remember that when the big salon I worked at for years, knowing that they would be so intimidated, like the new hires when they would come in. And there was always a moment where, you know, I think the manager at the time would have them come do a working interview for the day and hang out. And if I ever got an opportunity to to have them next to me or assisting me or be around me, I said, is this the type of environment you want to be in? Is this the type of pace you want to keep up with? Is this, you know, X, Y, Z, because this is an interview for you just as much as it is on the other end. So make sure you're discerning enough because when you're new and you're nervous, like you think you're there to serve and to please, but at the end of the day, if you're not putting yourself in the right energy or environment, it's not going to work. It's not going to work no matter how bad you think you should want to be in that space. Exactly. And you should always think like, I'm going to add value into this company. What kind of value will they add into me? Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I know my mom, my mom's owned her own business for many, many years. I would say over 30 years now. And, you know, as a leader and growing in that, you know, having different age, she has agents that work for her in real estate and, it's, it's this constant game of, you know, the employee will always want more from the employer and vice versa. And so when I opened my salon and became the employer, I was right. like, how can I really be relatable on both sides? I've, I've been on that side, you know, most, right. where most people start, but now right. that I'm on this side, how can I still include them in the vision? How can I still include them in, you know, what, what we're here to do, not just the service we're here to provide. What are some, what are some ways that you like have grown like culture in your space and made sure that people kind of know like how they add value in there? So the first year was a, like a shit show. Fair. (laughs) The first year was a shit show. It was like, this is me. This is my rules. This is my company. This is how you're going to do it. You know? And the, the, the end of the first year I hosted a, I got a coach and the coach is like, you need to talk less. You need to learn how to listen. 
And so, cause I'm always like this extroverted person. I'm like, so I always lead. And so I was like, that's not how a leader actually lead. You need to pause, ask them a question and they need to be able to express themselves. So when I hosted that first meeting, everyone finally told me, I feel like I was being heard. I felt like my need, my expectation of what I want to accomplish in life was actually being heard by the company. So ever since then, I'm always every like quarter, every couple of months, how are you doing? What can we do better? If you have one thing, if you're getting a million dollars and you have one thing to change about the salon, what would it be? So then you start to kind of taking all of those opinions into consideration and um, and it's, it's been working out. That's amazing. And yeah, I love that you shared like the first year was a shit show. Like I didn't really know what I was doing. And I feel like a lot of people will have aspirations to open their own place or to go out on their own somehow. And they feel like they have to know it all and have to have it all figured out before they do it. But the only way you were able to figure that out was to actually do it and maybe mess up a little bit and get the feedback. And then also you sought out mentorship and help by getting a coach who then informed you or helped you figure out how to be the leader you needed to be for the success that you have now, because you know, the numbers that you were sharing with me, I was like, well, Lashes managed to grow revenue by 320% when it's its second year. Like that's insane. So will you talk us through like what the process has been to get where you're at and, and how have you been able to hold that energetic, you know, space that needs to happen when you have such a, a fast growth happen inside your business? Um, it definitely came with just being so hungry and like, like just truly love what I do. I know this sounds really corny, but like, I genuinely love every bits and pieces that goes into what makes my company, my company. And so I was starving. I literally, (laughs) literally and figuratively, like I wanted to go out there and I wanted to just go super hard. And that's how we're able to exponentially grow. Now we found I mean, COVID did affect it, affect a lot of our businesses, but we found that that was like the gap where we can fill in because at that point, people were wearing masks. They didn't feel pretty. They didn't get their hair done. They didn't get their lashes done. And all you can see is their lashes. So then we started doing like, you know, give back to our nurses, discounts to all of the medical care worker. And then, you know, nurse, there's so many nurses around at that time. So we were able to grow in that only that area of, of which pulled us up exponentially. And then we grew from there because then we have the people that are scared of what the future is going to hold that doesn't have a career. So like, oh my God, I want to do what she does. So then we are training as well. So we have different genre of like, okay, do you want to be a lash tech? Do you want to train to do lashes and be an entrepreneur? Or do you just want to come get your services done? That's amazing. So you created something for everybody, basically. Yeah. Diversifying how your company is able to make money, which I think a lot of people hold themselves back from. I have an amazing lash artist here in San Diego that she is brilliant. She's done my lashes for like five, six, seven. I don't even know how long. And I tell her all the time, she, she opened a space. She actually bought someone's old salon, returned it into a, a lash studio and skin. And I'm like, you need to be certifying people. You need to be teaching people how to do what you do because you're so good at it. And she just, I think it's, it's overwhelming to her to, you know, get out of the doing of the service, right? right? Because that's all she's known and into the leadership role and into like diversifying how she makes money. So if someone's listening and they're relating to that story of how she's stuck in this technician role, how have you taken yourself from that position into what you are doing now? 
it's definitely a process, like one day at a time, one hour at a time. But I've always been that person that loves to teach and loves to guide others. So it came to me naturally. Um, I didn't have the patience in the beginning. I, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, no, that's not how you do it. <laughs> but uh, eventually you start to realize that they're just like, you know, anyone that, that is starting something new, it has to be so scary for them. They're taking a leap of faith. They trust you to be their educator. So, you know, give them guidance, lead them and speak. Because I always ask them, how do you learn? Do you learn by vision or do you learn by hearing or do you learn by like actually physically doing it? And they're like, well, you know, they can tell me different things. And I'm like, okay, well, this is what we're going to be focusing on. And then I, and then as I grow my class, I'm, I'm able to implement all of those things to make sure that every single students are getting what they're you know, that's huge. Yeah. Tailoring it to, to each exactly. individual learning like style. That's huge. And again, that shows your leadership, right? It's not a one size fits all. And this is how we're doing it. Um, okay. Let's dive into our other favorite topics, which is personal development, personal growth. I know though you've had such success with the business, like you shared your childhood and how difficult that was coming here, not speaking English, being an immigrant and just being conditioned to do things like they'd always been done. Um, have you had to do a lot of unlearning still, even in your later Absolutely. years? Yeah, absolutely. Every single day, <laughs> every single day, it's always a, a, an unlearning lesson. Um, I started to watch a bunch, a bunch of personal development uh, around 2016, 2017. And I started to like, start to like do research about like how our brain works and like your, your childhood, your trauma. And then I started taking uh, therapy. And when you're dating someone, it really starts to tell you, who you are, not who they are based on your reactions. So then I start to kind of reach out on just that growth the emotional growth that I have to have because it affects my business. You know, it affects how I react on my other business. And so that part was the hardest part because just because you understand that this is just part of your triggering doesn't mean that you can control your emotions. It doesn't mean that you stop hyperventilating or you stop having anxiety just because it makes sense in your brain, it's a lot of work internally that you have to go through. And I'm still going through it. I thought I had it figured out, but I still don't. <laughs> I know the universe is always like, yeah, no, you still have more lessons to learn. And it's, it's an ongoing process, right? Because a new trigger will pop up and you're like, oh, I thought I dealt with that. And then it's like, oh, nope, there you are still in a different way off of a different thing that happened. Yeah. So, you know, what are some tools that you use to get yourself back in that state of awareness to be able to like handle things differently or to, to slowly start to make some changes to where it's less difficult for you to get taken out of character? I think it's just finding the code to yourself. Like I had to find the code to myself. If I don't match with certain personalities, I have to like take myself away from that equation. Um, and I have to be able to have empathy for others because I started to understand myself and why am I triggering with this way? And I can't even imagine how angry this person was or what they had to go through to be able to react. I mean, we're in the service industry, so we're running into some of the angriest women of all time, right? And and it's grace, is giving them grace and giving yourself grace. That's That was one of the key tool is like, it's okay you're okay. You're going to get over it. You don't know their day, things like that. Therapy, physical, because if you can apply everything on your physical form, when you go to the gym, you feel good. This is a machine. You, you're getting to know your machine and you can apply that to small little, uh, you know, um, growth 
that you're trying to do, what you're trying to reach in your, uh, your mental state, you know? Yeah. Um, so those are the few things. Meditation. I meditate for the last five years, guided meditation. Cause you know, your mind wanders, but if you listen to someone's voice, guided meditation works really amazing. Um, I had, I used to have this little note that it's in my pocket and it was in my scrub and it says like, today's going to be amazing. Um, you know, I am going to be super successful today. And yesterday's worst is going to be today's best. Like, I mean, yesterday's best is going to be today's worst. And like small little thing that if I put my hand in my pocket, I'm able to be reminded of myself. And at the end of the day, I gave myself a gold star. So usually like five, right? If I'm like really good, I had a great day. But if I, let's say it was snappy at my employee, I'm like, what could you have done better? Could you just take a deep breath a little bit more? Should you talk to this person? Would you want to be talked to this way? So then I start to grow a lot of self-aware by being disappointed in myself, right? I mean, that's where the growth is. It's just being disappointed in yourself, knowing that you have a chance to be better tomorrow, and then you just execute. I love that. So, so simple, yet so difficult at times, right? Like I feel... I feel like we think those things should just come more easily to us than they really do. But, you know, at any given time, you're right. If you're in the service-based industry, I don't care what you do, you know, nine times out of 10, you're going to have great client experiences. Everything's going to go smoothly, but there's those days that you, you have no idea what that person's walking, you know, into your space dealing with or going through. And, you know, if, if they're new, if they, if they've had bad experiences before and it, you just honestly never know. So having grace and compassion around not taking things personally has always really been helpful for me. And, you know, yeah, taking that beat where you're like, you know, especially if it's internal with an employee or a coworker, just knowing, you know, if you know them, take a second to ask yourself, this isn't normally how they talk. This isn't normally what they do, you know, and can I do something to help them in this moment versus make it worse? Right. I feel like for the longest time, like I'm pretty combative when it comes to someone disrespecting or being rude or like, yeah. you know, I'm just quick to, well, what the fuck, you know, like yeah. versus, whoa, are you okay? Like, yeah. are you okay? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or am I okay? Like, why did I react that way? Or what, like asking yourself sometimes, like, why did that fucking bother me? It doesn't yeah. usually like, she's always like that. Why are you annoyed today? Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because and if you, also, unless you work alone, like behind a computer with no people, you're going to run into some of this stuff. It's just part of it. It's not just the beauty industry because it's funny. Cause for the longest time, you know, being in my hole, running the salon, working in, I thought our industry was different and that we were the only ones who dealt with people like this. And I talked to my friends who are real estate agents, tax people, like you name it. Like if you deal with customers or clients, you're running into some sort of like hiccups throughout the day. Like nothing's going to be super smooth sailing, but your ability to kind of maneuver the client experience or to have some sense of leadership, even if you're not the owner, even if you're just a coworker or the front desk staff, like your role is just as important as anybody else's to kind of right. help diffuse situations or, you know, be it's empathetic. As well. Like I try to teach my front desk. I said, you got to know the, like the, the characteristics and the personalities that they're coming in. If they're trying to overpower you, you got to put them in their place. But this is, a t this is how you get through life. Is, yeah. you know, it's just you learning if, okay, for instance, someone, if this girl bumps into you in the club, right? What are you going to say? Ah, oh, like, screw you, bitch. No, you, you're going to grab her and I go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Uh, this room is so small, right? Let's get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get through life. You don't get through life at bumping her back. You get through life by taking control. 
I love that. I, I, I have a vivid uh, moment of that happening to me several years ago. Um, yeah. In that moment, that's not what I did. Yeah. Um, that's, that was my crazy girl era. Um, but since, you know, yeah, being able to really tap into your own emotions and, you know, communicate properly. I think if you are having an off day or if you are in a situation where life is heavier, I always appreciated my previous boss I had at the larger salon that would share kind of some insights of what was going on with her so that we would know to maybe pick up the slack or to be more empathetic or to you know, do something to make her life easier as well. Because at the end of the day, I do think we all want to help each other and we want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. And so I think communication is a huge piece. Um, Do you have constant touch points with your girls um, around like meetings or making sure that everyone's being able to chase their own goals internally inside your space? Absolutely. Uh, There's always, I'm very close with all of my girls here. So we have a close relationship but I always want to make sure that like, is this still your goals? And, and that's just, it comes with communication. You know, uh, we talk so much throughout the days, but when we're actually sitting down and this is a serious talk, we take notes and we say, okay, like the time frame, where would you want to be in a time frame? Where, how can we reach that? You know, and, and we, we come up with solution together to make sure that they're on the same page. But to be honest, 50% of them, they're changed, their goals changes what they see in life, let's say they meet a man and they wanted to be this entrepreneur, but they met someone along the way. And they're like, actually, I want to be a housewife, you know? So there's just so many things that you you're going to have to provide a safe place for them to make sure that whatever they're going through or the, this, the changes that they decide to make, they feel comfortable coming to you first. Mm, I love that. And you're right. People's goals change or, you know, their life changes and it can at the drop of a hat. I feel always so bad for and it was the thing I put in my back pocket for when I knew I was going to need it. When people leave your space or move on move somewhere else, move their business, decide they want to be a housewife the next day. When at one point they wanted to be the seven figure, you know, stylist or whatever. I, I remember my previous boss just taking things very personal. And we had a heart to heart several years after I left. And she was like, I honestly was so naive and thought if I built the world's most beautiful salon that no one would ever leave. And I'm like, you didn't think us in our twenties would like maybe get married and have kids and want to work right. less. Like right. you didn't think people would retire. Like she's like, right. nope, didn't think about any of it. Like, and she dealt with people leaving and moving on in such, um, it wasn't always the best way. And right. I still, to this day, like, I feel bad for her because instead of seeing it as an opportunity of like growth for that person, or, right. you know, they left on a good note, like it was, it wasn't ever really like super right. positive. Right. No, I completely agree. And I, I took it really hard. My first girl that left, I mean, I remember actually the first year I lost three girls and I was just call my friend crying. And I'm like, I've done everything. I bought her Starbucks every single day. Why would she leave me? You know? And I, I realized that it's not about me. It's not about the atmosphere. It's not about anything else. It's genuinely about that person and what they want in their life. Yep. And you, as long as you you, you know that you, you've done everything that you possibly can for this person while they were here. Hey, all you can do is just be grateful. I completely agree. I know sometimes it's easier said than done. Oh, we're, so for someone who's opening a space, because this has actually happened in real time to two of my good friends who have opened spaces where they've brought newish people on who are building still. And these people want them to send them to these expensive classes or have this like training come in for them. And they've invested, you know, quite a bit of money in these people and a, either they're not producing or B they want to move on or work somewhere else part-time. Like I've seen different scenarios happen to where I'm like, how do we 
get insurance on our investments with people? Is that something you can do? That is a great, that is a great question. Number one, number two, there's got to be a system where you're not taking a huge loss before truly like tremendously uh, investing into someone. I think like for us is we would do like hourly first. And that's a huge investment for us because we're, we're getting free models. We're having them try test out their skills. And um, I just wouldn't pay thousands of dollars for them to take this course. And I would pay you like you, you have the knowledge you can teach because that knowledge is never going to go away. But if you send someone else to extract that knowledge, you can't have that knowledge in a disc. You know, you can't have it in a USB where you can reteach it to others. That person is taking that knowledge with them. So I don't think it's a smart investment if you sent someone else uh, to learn those things. I would literally sacrifice myself first. And I got 10 certifications um, to be able to, under my belt to be able to teach different techniques. And so, but that person has to have some kind of basic understanding, not brand new where, you know, there's a lot of like liabilities that goes into it with a client, but enough to know that, you know, they can slowly be an artist themselves. Yeah. I love that. I know that's always been a difficult one. I found for, you know, people in the skin world, aesthetics and things like that, like, you know, the owners, maybe not being actual service providers and then sending them out for trainings that cost, you know, a a grip and, um, then them leaving to go provide those services at other people's spaces. So I think all good points. And I think that's just kind of part of the industry too. And it's, it's one of those things that, you know, if, if, the investment's going to cost you more than the return. Sometimes you have to look at how that person, like where's the value exchange going on there and have boundaries around that. I love having conversations around this and I've missed, you know, cause yeah. we did, I did, you know, transition the podcast from the beauty inspires beauty to unscripted. And it's just, it's one of those things that like this industry raised me. And I just am so fortunate to get to talk to women like you who, you know, even though we're running different businesses, like there's at the end of the day, that personal development piece, that leadership piece, that wanting to serve other people um, is really like the core and allows you to go on and do whatever it is that you want to do in life and to live a life that you want. How we got, we skipped the part where, how did you get into lashing? Um, I worked for a plastic surgeon and um, I wanted to be an esthetician. So I put myself through school and I'm like, oh my God, this, this skin thing really, really is working out. And I was offered lash class, eyebrows class, you know, in the midst of being in the school. And I fell in love with lashes and all I wanted to do was lashes. I don't, I didn't care about anything else. So that was kind of, it started, but you know, you, you have so much doubt in your mind of, I don't think there's so many great lash artists out there. How will it be great? Uh, the tools are limited. And I, it took me a while, maybe a year and a half to fully like focus on the lashes and just grew my business from there. And I'm I'm super grateful that I I went past all the negative thoughts and, and all the discouragements because um, it's expected, you know, and you have to kind of push through that. So that's kind of how lashes got. And I'm still doing the service. You know, as we speak, I still take clients because I, just, I truly love what I do. And I also, when I teach, my students are able to like get inspired because they're like, 
oh wow she still she still does lashes she still like this is someone who I trust because this is a new technique that's coming in and she knows what she's doing you know I love that yeah keeping your finger on the pulse of what's actually happening okay let's dive into a little bit of social media before we close this out because you show up in such a big way on social media and I know you growing your personal brand has probably helped the business tenfold yeah so talk to us about what it looks like for you as far as playing that role and developing that personal brand of your own on social Uh, I think it's really important to share with the world who you really are, what you care for, what you stand for. And I think I started to become really focused uh, on my social media, like the last few years of like, if you're going to see me, you're going to think about lashes. Like, if you see me, you know, I'm going to say you're going to think lashes. And, And a lot of my referrals came from men because when men follow me, they're like, oh, my God, my wife wants to do lashes. And I'm sent on to Lucy. So Social media, it's free marketing. I think everyone should take advantage of it. I think you should post as much every day. You just don't know if who is watching, who is getting inspired, who is, you know, thinking about whatever, uh, you, you know, they want to do in life. And, and you're that key, you're that seed, you're that person that like kind of planted a seed. So um, I, I was just always focused on just doing research on what I can do to to get to be better and aesthetically pleasing, right? Because everyone loves looking at beautiful pictures. Um, just, you know, all of those things kind of come into the components of what makes social media great. Absolutely. And honestly, like, I always laugh when people <laughs> come into the salon and they're not put together. I'm like, you chose the wrong profession. Like, this is where you retire and you go become yeah. a trainer or you go work somewhere where you don't, it doesn't matter what you look like. Um, yeah. If you chose to be in the industry of beauty, I don't care which yeah. avenue you're in, like putting some sort of effort in when you go to work, like that is a non-negotiable and Absolutely. yeah. And being relatable and being that same person on social as you are in real life. Like if you look like a glam goddess on social media and then you come in for a service and you look like a train wreck, like your clients are going to be so disappointed. I did that once on my birthday, like last week. And she, this client like moved her appointment to like eight o'clock in the morning. So I just, you know, I was like, I'm so sorry. She goes, no, no, no. I know what you look like. And I was like, oh, just give me grace, please. Yes. It's my birthday. I don't want to get ready twice. I oh my gosh. Yeah. And I, I feel like people have such a love hate relationship with social media. Do you have any advice or like, how do you work? Is it just, you post and you love it and doesn't, doesn't affect you don't have to get really strategic or uh, do you have some tricks or tools that people can kind of like lean into growing their, their personal brand through social? I Google everything. Like what is in right now? What time should I post? What color is in right now? What, what are the most like growing, like, you know, I just, Google. I literally Google everything before I, I do anything. And, and that has helped me a lot. That was my key. That was my key to, you know, creating a social media interactions and just the, it's part of networking. Every single time you're out, you should be asking people for social media because even though they don't know who you are, they're going to know who you are. If they have your social media and you're constantly posting and people like yesterday actually went out to this hotel and she's like, Hey, like your feed came out and it really spoke to me. And I, 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 you know, I just want to say like, uh, I'm super inspired by that one video. So you just don't know what kind of lives you're going to touch. And when they're inspired, they're going to tell their friends yeah. and then, and it has, a, and everything, every single areas, whether it's hair, it's food is, you know, business entrepreneurship, just talk about it. Just, just share as much as you can not to where, you know, you're just depleted because social media, social media can be exhausting if you're not, you know, 
having boundaries with with everything. Yes. We love that word boundaries, right? Like do what's in your field, but maybe schedule it to where, you know, you're putting it in as part of your daily non-negotiables and part of your networking checklist. And I love that about going out and in real time, actually exchanging social medias with people. So you can get to know them better. Are they somebody you want to be in their world? Can maybe you do something for them in some sort of way? I I love that. Yeah. Yeah, You heard it first. Google university, y'all Google university. Lucy did not go to the school of social media. She went to Google and we can too. So that's the thing is like, when I see people showing up, it's like just that friendly reminder of it's part of our business now and use it to your advantage, not your disadvantage and find a rhythm and system that works for you. Uh, And you guys can follow Lucy on Instagram at underscore Lucy. Is it whoa or woo? Whoa. Whoa. I love that. Whoa. Well, last, yeah, duh. Um, I feel like I got taken back in, in time with like the opening of my salon. And I look back at the things that I wish I would have done differently or things that I would have like implemented. Do you have any top takeaways for anyone who's like on the fence, who's like thinking about opening their own space? You gave us some great insight of like, you don't have to have a lot of money. You can get super resourceful, you know, would you encourage someone who's thinking about opening their own space? Like, what would you say to somebody who came to you and wanted that piece of advice? Do it, but make sure that you don't put any stop into how many hours you're putting in because it's Mm. going to require a lot of your time. You're going to have to breathe and you have to live it. And that's going to be your life for the first couple of years. And you're going to have to be prepared to do whatever it takes to grow. If you have that, you can do anything. But if you're like, I'm only going to work six hours, I got to go home, I got to do this, this, this. No, it's not going to be for you. You're not going to grow the way that you want to grow. The, the people that you admire on social media or, or in, in real life, they live and breathe their business the way that their life depend on it because it does. So if you have that in you, do it. And Google. Google everything. And Google. And if you don't have that in you, that's okay too. That just means you're probably going to make a great asset to somebody who is right. at that level, who wants to run right. their life like that. Go work for somebody like Lucy, go work for a salon that provides you with that environment that encourages you to still chase your dreams and live your life. And if you are interviewing for a space, like be sure to ask the right questions. And if maybe you need to know what those questions are, reach out to Lucy on social media, say Absolutely. what's up. If you love this episode of the podcast and you got some insight on some things that maybe you're going to change or implement, yeah. we'd love to hear from you. You can tag us on social media um, or send this to a girlfriend who's in the industry or is thinking about it. Um, if you're looking to get certified in lashes, we know where to go. Whoa Lash Academy. She's out in Houston. And I think honestly, like I'm so inspired by women like you who just continue to show up and you just have such a positive energy and light. Like that's what I take when I go and hang out on your page. Thank you so much. I try, I try my best. I also try to be like as vulnerable and as transparent of what I'm going through in life. And I think that's so important for people to be relatable to you, you know, to, to know that like, Hey, I'm hurt this day too. I, I also go through these things uh, as well as you do. And that's okay. Because what I realized is a lot of us lacked confidence within ourselves. We, we don't think highly of ourselves. And that's something that I finally conquer but it took years to just say no I'm the best I'm good can I be better absolutely but right now I'm happy with myself you know because I did everything that I possibly can to be in this position and even if it's a you know even though I didn't have it figured out I'm I'm a lot better than where I was five years ago so true so good giving yourself grace giving yourself the same empathy you'd give your clients all right. of the above I love that you guys, thank you so much for having me. 
Thank you so much for your time. If you love this episode, you know what to do. We love, love supporting women on this podcast and just encouraging you to chase your dreams, live life unscripted. And Lucy is prime example of someone who was like, I'm not going to be the narrative of what's gone before me. I'm flipping the script. I'm doing things my way. And it's been a successful ride so far. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. And I think we should do this again in the future. What do you say? Deal. Yeah, absolutely. And congratulations to you because you, you've brought so much you have so much under your belt and, and you're such such a natural and I've always just like admire you on social media as well. So thank you so much for just considering me like and to be a part of your podcast because this is amazing. Oh, you're special. That's so nice. I appreciate hearing that too. Cause I was saying to my last guest, I'm like, listen, we're human. And like, we all need a little slap of validation from time to time. It's so nice to hear it from not only listeners, but friends and peers and other people who are doing things and showing up big. So I appreciate that and receive that as well. So thank you very much. Welcome. Which one of your girls needs to hear this one? Send this to someone who could use a smile, some encouragement, and a little love from this edgy podcast host. Much thanks and all the love.